for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. When was the last time that you experienced joy in rejoicing at the good news of a fellow believer? Sometimes we rejoice when our dear brother or sister gets promoted at work. Sometimes we are excited to hear that someone we know from church get their prayers answered. Or the church as a whole rejoices when we hear that a believer who was going through chemotherapy got completely healed. These are all great reasons to rejoice and celebrate as a church because we witness God's mercy and grace displayed in their lives. However, there is a moment that will trump all other occasions for the church to rejoice. That is when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back in, return, uh, in glory. And we will sing, Come Lord Jesus, come, because we await for His return expectantly. That is exactly the same thing that the Israelites were waiting for during the Second Temple period. That's why we will see in today's passage why Mary and Elizabeth rejoice together. It's not just about the miraculous pregnancy, but the revelation that the Lord Messiah is coming as God promised through His prophets. So as we take a look at Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 56, let us find the true cause of our celebration as Christians believing in Jesus Christ. Let's take a look. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 56. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. So as we see in the passage, Mary hurries to meet Elizabeth as she learns from Gabriel about the pregnancy. 
Mary seems surprised that Elizabeth is already six months pregnant. She seems to hurry because she wanted to see what God has revealed through Gabriel. Also, she seems joyful to hear the news of the miraculous pregnancy because she hurries to meet Elizabeth. But Elizabeth, when she is greeted by Mary, we see from scripture that the baby is more excited to hear Mary's greetings. When we look at this part, Elizabeth is actually the one that deserves attention because based on the first part of Luke, she has been in seclusion for five to six months, meaning Mary could have been the first visitor to congratulate. God was so good to give a child to a family that didn't have hope because of age. Therefore, it's worth the celebration. But despite of all that, we can assume from text that Mary could have been the first outside person to visit and congratulate. However, the center of attention quickly shifts towards Mary because the baby, baby is excited by her greeting. Elizabeth is immediately filled with the Holy Spirit and she joyfully shouts out her blessings to Mary. She says in verses 42 to 43, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Lord should come to me? First of all, it is interesting to see that Elizabeth knows about Mary's pregnancy. I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit allowed her to recognize that. Moreover, she feels blessed with the favor of God through Mary's visitation and says it's a visitation by the mother of the Lord. The text doesn't say how much Mary explained to Elizabeth about her situation, but it seems more like Luke is wanting us to see that she understands this solely by the power of the Holy Spirit. And even if Mary did explain to her, she would not have completely understood without the power of the Holy Spirit. So Elizabeth, who has been secluded for a while, is filled with joy through this visitation. What's more significant to her is not just a miraculous pregnancy, but it's being able to see the power of the Holy Spirit uh, beginning the Messiah's coming. She is grateful and joyful to witness the beginning of all this. Even if Jesus is not born yet, the experience of just witnessing the beginning makes her already feel blessed with the favor of God. It is the news that they were all waiting uh, as, a, as a Israel waiting for a king. This is exciting encouragement for her. So that's why we notice in 45, as she says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Within the context of pregnancy, what she understands is that Mary is more blessed than she is. It's because Mary will give birth to the Messiah that will become Lord over all, the true Davidic King that all of Israel has been desperately waiting to come. And to believe that this promise will become true with faith makes Mary the most blessed woman. Therefore, Mary testifies in verse 48, it reads, for he has been mindful of the humble, ser humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. There is a double meaning here in the phrase, the humble state of his servant. This could mean that God has been mindful of a humble jury, a humble Mary who is still young. And it could also represent at the same time, the state of Israel. Because in this flow of the context, you could see that Israel's 
description of the historical situation can be stated as uh, being humbled because God punished Israel for their sins by destroying Jerusalem. Mary understands that she will give birth to a son that will bring the humble Israel unto salvation and reconciliation, and Jesus will be a joy for all people. That is why all generations will call her the Blessed Mary, because she'll give birth to a true king, and conceive and deliver that child by the power of the Holy Spirit allows her to call herself Blessed for all generations. So this exchange of greetings is the very imagery of what our fellowship in Christ Jesus should be. We gather together as we celebrate each other's experience of God's goodness in our lives. And it's not just about the grateful things that we experience, as I mentioned in the beginning, but it's about experiencing the joy meeting Christ Jesus in our lives and celebrating uh, the growth of our faith in God's promises that through Jesus Christ that has been fulfilled. And by the Holy Spirit, we do this. All of our experience of God's mercy and grace should not only humble us, but it should shift our attention to Christ Jesus, as two women does here. It makes us glorify God for His goodness. He is mindful of His humble servants and gives to us His only Son as a ransom for many. Therefore, the body of Christ as a community should testify of this greatest love that God shows us, and it directs us to see Jesus. It's not about boasting of our personal blessings, but it is used to magnify Jesus' glory. So we rejoice, not just because we are glad that our fellow believers have their prayers answered, but because our soul rejoices of the news that God is faithful to His words, and He's mindful and merciful for his, uh, to His people. And through that, through that, I trust in God grows. So together, we praise God of His goodness. And that's the very cause of our celebration, especially for this Christmas season. So for all of us as a Church of Christ Jesus, what should be the cause of our celebration? Knowing that Christ Jesus will return, the news of salvation and the growth of our faith in Jesus should be the cause of our celebration. The news that the kingdom of God is expanding and the Lord giving revivals in areas where the gospel of Jesus reaches should be our cause of celebration. Therefore, let us humble ourselves until the time when Jesus returns in glory and let us wait expectantly holding dearly to the promises of God, just as Mary and Elizabeth shows. For the Lord will fulfill His words, so to bring joy to all those who wait. Let us pray. Father Lord, give us strength so that we could wait expectantly, holding on to Your promises. Lord God, let us rejoice. Give us the true cause of our celebration in our lives as Jesus becoming our true Savior in our lives. So, Lord God, help us. Help us to rejoice based on the true reasons to celebrate. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.